It is now seven minutes before four o'clock. We're in conversation with uh, Mati Tulare, who is the head of FX Education at Rand Merchant Bank. As we look at how the markets and the Rand's volatility is linked to the politics of the day, you'd remember that also this happened in the United Kingdom with the appointment of its prime minister and also the pronouncements that were made. We ask, why do markets wield so much power? But first of all, just take a listen to what Dugwede Mandashe, the chairperson of the ANC, had to say in conversation with uh, Samgela Maseko but early on today. Mr. Mandashe, in essence, you are saying that you are telling your president of the country and the president of the ANC that it's not about you, Ramaphosa, but this is about the liberation movement, it's about the governing party, the ANC, and the country. It's less about yourself. That is true. It can't be about him because he's the president of the ANC, he is the president of the country, and therefore, whatever decision takes will have far reaching implications for the ANC and for the country, and, and the economy uh, will respond to that issue. You know, one time uh, there was an appointment of a Minister of Finance and the run collapsed in four days to a point that we said, no, 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 let's reverse this decision. It happens because it's not about the individuals, it's about society, and then the ANC. Gwede Mantashe there, the chairperson of the ANC, speaking to Samkelo Maseko a bit earlier on. Matiti Tulare now joining us on the line. Matiti, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. So who are the markets? <laughs> who are the markets? It is global financial markets. And I suppose it's made up of quite a lot of hedge funds, real money, pension funds. And obviously the banks. I mean, we all the financial players in all these markets. And I suppose, obviously, right now we're really watching with the... Um, Bated breath on what is going to happen over the next uh, two, three days, especially given the fact that um, I just saw headlines just a few minutes ago that it looks like the NEC has been adjourned. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so the markets would be following that for what specific reason? Why would it be important what happens in the political space? Look, I mean, if you think about it, um, you know, this is not the first time that the RAND has been in this uh, situation. I mean, if you think about 2015, um, on the 9th of December, I mean, this is when we had President Zuma firing uh, Mr. Nene, Mr. Minister Mfansa Nene. Um, on the back of that, you saw uh, the rand plunging about 5% um, over that period. And then again, we plunged about 9% in the five days from the 3rd of April in 2017 when Minister Pravin Gadon was fired um, as finance minister. And then obviously, just yesterday, we've lost about 5% again. I mean, if anything, uh, political uncertainty is something that markets hate. And obviously, at this point in time, I think, uh, you know, the markets were really looking at a easy cruise to a second term for Mr. Ramaphosa, especially given the fact that we've got uh, the ANC's elective conference um, in two weeks' time. But I suppose now it's a case of <laughs> do we know what's going to happen? Mm. We don't know what's going to happen. So it is one of those things where we are trading in a situation whereby um, we are on tenter hooks. There is unquantifiable risk. And anything can happen at this point in time. And I mean, you just even see it from the offshore market. I mean, 
just in our local bond market yesterday, we saw offshore investors selling about 8 billion rands worth of bonds, according to some of the shares he stats. And obviously, without politics, I mean, the rand would be trading much stronger than where we are mm. at this point in time. So it's a case of the longer we get no news, the more likely he is to stay. But nonetheless, I mean, if you think about it, when Ramaphosa came in and it was coined Ramaphoria, yeah. I mean, it was on the back of the reform agenda that he has been pushing through. And obviously the clean image that, um, you know, the markets were taking and obviously the market friendliness and obviously understanding his policies. But I mean, as Minister Ino Korongwana also came out to say today, you know, economic policy won't be won't be changing, especially given the fact that it's not driven by one person, but it's driven obviously by the ANC leadership. So even if the president goes, economic policy still stays the same. Do, do the markets? And I'm going to be I'm asking also this uh, very tongue in cheek though. Um, do the markets operate like bookies? <laughs> not even. I mean, if anything, at this point in time, I think as I said, I mean, <clears throat> you know, if you think about it. Um, you know, anything that relates to political uncertainty, uncertainty mm. with regards to how the country is going to perform. I mean, if you look at, you know, just across uh, the globe, I mean, just from a political point of view, over the past seven years, we've had so many uh, political issues that have impacted different countries. I mean, 2015 was ourselves with Menegate. 2016, we had Donald Trump uh, coming into the U.S. as uh, the, the president of the U.S. We did see a lot of volatility at that point in time with the dollar. You also then post that you had Brexit. You saw a lot of volatility also uh, in the U.K. market. And then also, you know, later on in 2019, 2018, you had the U.S.-China trade war. That also mm-hmm. threw a lot of volatility in the dollar. And then you, know, you just bring it also now to what's happened earlier this year. It's already close to 10 months with the geopolitical tension out in Russia and Ukraine. And you see that also factor through itself in the euro market. So it's not a case of, you know, being bookish, but obviously I think it's a case of the uncertainty and obviously the uneasiness and the volatility and not knowing what to expect. That's what's driving financial markets at this point in time. Yeah, so um, when, when, when we look at what's currently unfolding um, and also what happened back in 2017, and some politicians are even arguing that it would seem that um, the markets too have their own candidate um, that the market is, is betting on. With the market taking into consideration the character um, as well as the moral compass of the person who is contesting um, the elections or whose who's job may be on, um, on, on, on volatile ground, or for the markets, is it really just about stability? As you said, it's always about the latter. <clears throat> if anything, I mean, at this point in time, um, you know, it's a case of what can we do in terms of our reform agenda as a country. I mean, if you've got a leader that is going to come in and talk about, obviously, cleaning up the government, providing, um, you know, structural reforms in the form of electricity supply, uh, you know, people making sure that the lack of transmit, ESCOM, those, you know, state-owned enterprises are functioning fully, there's less red tape. Um, you know, it's, it's just about what do you come to, to the market and obviously uh, put across an obviously make sure that investors are comfortable knowing that as soon as they leave their money here, it's not a case that they will be uh, leaving 10 years later with less money in their pockets. Does it mean that the markets are not bothered by a finding of um, a panel? For instance, this, the, the, this panel, the, the, 
um, the parliamentary panel um, of experts that, um, well, it's not a finding, but it is inference that is drawn from evidence. Um, does that not move the market? The markets have been moved. I mean, as I said, I mean, if anything, you know, it's always about um, the policy changes required mm. to ignite growth and obviously in the country. And I think if you think about South Africa, we've got rampant unemployment. We've got a continued mess in electricity supply. And obviously that's already talking about market confidence. If anything, at this point in time, it's a case of we trying to find and obviously understand what's the implications of all of this and obviously whether this is going to be another situation where he resigns possibly and also takes it on review. And also it's about the uncertainty. That's why I say at this point in time, I think we are hinging on the fact that we don't know exactly what's going to play itself out over the next two days, over the next three days. And actually, you know, also what's also bringing into account is the fact that in two weeks' time, we've got the ANC's elective conference. So I think if anything, you've got a situation whereby uh, over the next, um, you know, two weeks, there is a lot in terms of what's going to happen. I mean, if you think about it, there's also so many, um, you know, political issues on the horizon. I mean, there's this decision. There's obviously also uh, the ANC's elective conference. Yep. There's also the... the, the um, you know, the Court of Appeal with regards to President Zuma. I mean, there's so many, it's, it's, it's like a perfect storm over politics at this point in time that South Africa is going through. Um, and I think, but, if anything, it's a case of we now need to sit up and wait and see what happens over the next few weeks. Matete Tulare, thank you so much for your time. Head of FX Education, Rand Merchant Bank. It's a minute after four o'clock. Time for the news.